top shelf fantasy. Four cans, one crack. Whoop, whoop. And we were not even prepared at all. <laughs> I was <laughs> so <laughs> deep into looking something up. Everybody and then lunged. Everyone lunged for it. I'm like, oh shit, me too. I saw the corner of my eye. Dow's like, go and get his thing and just look at us. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. I lunged at it so hard I dented the side of my can. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I get the tasty Bud Light. Dow, that's new for you. It's usually a, a double caffeine shot of a <laughs> espresso monster. So I'm usually exhausted, but right now I'm feeling good. I got a spin drift sparkling water, real squeezed fruit. Raspberry lime flavored. That's what my uh, pregnant wife drinks. They're delightful. They're very, they're light. They're, they're Are refreshing. you pregnant, Corey? Just a little. Well, it is water. <laughs> yeah. I would hope it's light and refreshing. <sighs> Me and Scott have a Oktoberfest by Miser Lager. Oh, no, it's zero Say that gravity. again. Say that again. It's Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest? It's, um, it, it's, it's a classic Bavarian style uh, Marsen Lager brewed with uh, all German ingredients. Yeah, it means okay to be a fest. <laughs> It's that very, looks like it came straight out of Germany. Germany. Exactly. Germany, Vermont. There you go. <laughs> is is that it's an it, oh it's yeah. a town great. in Vermont? No, no, no. It's um where are they in Vermont? It's Burlington. Yep, Burlington, yeah. Vermont. There you go. All right. Uh, week one's in the books. We've got our uh, buy low, sell high, hold them, fold them. A bunch of news, notes, things we want to talk about. Stuff's going on up on the website. It's week two waivers. Uh, we always get confused if it's week one or week two waivers. How you want, however you want to call them, but it's it's pickups like going into week two. You could make the two. case for either way to say it. The same I, like biweekly. Biweekly could mean twice a week or every two weeks. It's the what, same exact word. What I want to say is, is it's the first week that there are waivers, like actual cleared waivers. So in my opinion, it should be week one waivers. And I don't know who decided that it was week two waivers, and everyone else ran with it. I think, but you, I'm mad at you. If for you it. phrase it week one waivers, I think I'd agree with you. But if we said week two waiver wire. Then I think it's week two. Yeah, all depends on how you type it up. All I know is that when you go on like the it. big the big guys' sites, it's week one. So when people are like, "Oh, week one waivers," we're not going to show up. Whatever, yeah. fuck it. Uh, anyway, topshelffantasy.com, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, topshelffntsy. Like I said, our waiver articles are up there. We've got like a good host of like twelve guys. Uh, up there, um, but I guess we can start with probably the biggest news coming out of Week One. Oh, this is podcast one fifty seven, by the way. Whoop, whoop. Um, Raheem Mostert suffered a knee injury, left the game early. Didn't know how serious it was. Then I think it was Monday said he was out like six weeks, and now today he uh, ruled himself out for the season with a torn knee uh, cartilage. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so. you looked at it yesterday. You said, okay, no big deal. I don't need to do much. It's eight weeks. You know, it sucks, but it is what it is. Then you're like, oh, my God. Okay, now it's a season ender. Now this is – it shoots your probably pretty aggressive uh, fab bids to stratospheric levels. I mean, this is the panic that people do every single year. I don't think we're quite advocating for that at this point, most of us. Maybe all I, of us. I, so um, – still San Fran. And this is this – is, a direct, you know, impact on what is your claim for Eli Mitchell or Elijah Mitchell, yeah. right? I mean, that's the guy you're looking at. Trey Sermon was also inactive, so yeah. and and uh, Jermichael Hasty to some extent as well. And Jermichael Hasty, I'm still. I think I'm going in the 20s on Elijah Mitchell. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, 20-something, low 20s, I can see. Again, I, this is still San Fran. Like, I keep reminding myself. If this was Christian McCaffrey going down and we're going to all go bid on Chuba Hubbard, I'll have the conversation about 25, 30, 40 bucks, like, all day long. This is San Fran. They hate us. They hate fantasy football. They want to use one guy some weeks, never see him again, inactive the next week, you know. You never know with this backfield, even when it was three legit guys, when it was Breida and Mostert and Jeff Wilson and any number of other Tevin guys. Coleman. Oh, it, it Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. It was never consistent. So now it's going to be two rookies in Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell and Jermichael Hasty, an undrafted free agent from two years ago who has seen a handful of touches just because of injury, with Jeff Wilson looming on the horizon. Craig made that point earlier. Jeff Wilson's actually probably free on your, so on your waiver wire. So he's back week seven, right? Yeah, the the, the, the point of Mostert going from an eight-week injury to a, a year-long injury didn't matter to me because Jeff Wilson was getting the job back week seven. And I, when I say the job, it's one of the three spots because the Breida effect from you know a couple, three years ago, that's what it's always going to happen. And that's why, in my opinion, I'm willing to let someone else – take Elijah Mitchell because if I'm spending say $25, $26 and this is just my own opinion. I'm, you know, I, I also need to preface. I do like Trey Sermon that there is going to come a time that another running back is going to take it. And then your $26 is gone. And now you have, you know, another running back issue. It's just being cautious is what, what you, what you say. And the, the Christian McCaffrey comparison is perfect. You know, say Josh Jacobs had gone down actually with one of his five injuries he had on Monday night football, then Kenyon Drake is a $50 bid if he wasn't signed by any team. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, other big injury news, Jerry Judy. Another Cooked. TSF breakout of the year. Yep. Down four to six weeks. I think they're saying with the high ankle sprain, they put him on IR. So he'll return maybe at some point, who knows? But for now, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, bumps. Noah Fant gets a bump. I mean, he's already owned in your league, so you're not going to address that. Uh, Albert Aquin got the touchdown. Yeah. And he also fumbled, too, so not too high on him. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really racing up to get him. But I'd say Patrick, we saw what he did last year. That's a guy that like I'm willing to spend on if he's out there in your in your free agents or in your waiver pool. Probably isn't. I think he's he. What, he's at like forty percent owned or something like that. There should OCR absolutely. Tim Patrick uh, absolutely he should, should, he be, should be out available. There. I, yeah, I actually don't have the uh, ownership percentage. We do have the fab bid set to seven to twelve bucks. So I mean, it's yeah. a considerable amount for a guy that. I mean, remember, I mean, he scored what like seven to nine touchdowns oh. or something like that last year. Two percent ownership for Tim Patrick in, in Yahoo. Yeah, that makes sense because I mean, you had Judy Sutton and Fan, and now. I'm not saying he's Jerry Judy, but you take Judy out of there when Sutton's being eased in. Yep. Tim Patrick's the guy, and I mean, Hamlin could be the same. guy too, but Patrick's been there longer, and yeah. I know Bridgewater's there, but he liked him last week. And I don't know about you, but I have Patrick ahead of Hamler. And yes, and I do. If I had it, yeah. yeah. I think he's the more consistent option where Hamler's going to be purely boomer bust. And we haven't really seen Bridgewater succeed with a boomer bust guy as much as he has with the more consistent downfield. Our I mean, like, best injury guy too from yeah, last year. Very true. Yeah. Tim Patrick's a six, four, two twelve. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's I, a big boy. I always forget how <laughs> tall he is. He's a big <laughs> boy. He's one of the guys that grades out. You hear on uh, other Twitter and Reddit and all these things. 
one of the guys they call like an alpha wide receiver. Like he's a big body, six four plus, two hundred pound plus, late draft pick that can bloom in the NFL. That happens. And I thought, and everyone probably saw the same thing last year that he was actually a good enough wide receiver for fantasy football to have on everyone's team. And I'm actually happy he gets another shot to actually show it in the NFL. So if it if his future is not in Denver, it is somewhere else because he we do need more alphas. Yeah, and this year he was a restricted free agent, so more if he, alphas? he he's looking at it probably the same way we are. Like if he goes out and plays well he earns that next contract from someone. Yeah, I mean, my uh, dynasty nickname for him for a little while was probably a starting wide receiver on any other team. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, uh, that's how I feel about him. Uh, Fitzwagic. This is the saddest old, news, I think. Old, old man hips. Yeah. So I think he's probably done for the season. Too they put him much on the swag. Uh, I love that. Yeah, too much <laughs> swag. Just out swagged his hip, swagged it right out of now, his joint. That, de- <laughs> that defender had too much swag in that drive and just... just just crush his body. Yeah. It fits. What'd you do? I just swagged it a little too much. I feel so bad too because there was no Tua behind him this year to chase him. Like this was a seventeen start yeah. quarterback. Like his health was the only thing that was going to take him off the field. And here we go. But hip subluxation, I think they're calling yep. it. It's a dislocation. Yeah, and they said once it happens once without surgery to go in and tighten up your ligaments, you're likely to have it again. So if it's eight weeks. He comes back. I mean, he needs to do more of those Dak hips, hip exercises. And it's one of those weird things. Like he can get surgery and be out this year and be ready for next year. But next year, is he going to be on a team that wants him? Next year he's thirty nine. We're talking about hip surgery. I mean, that's it's still no joke. If I'm him, like, hey, let's just do it out. I'll come back week nine, ten. I might get hurt again, but I'll go out swinging. Yeah, he'll gut it out. He's a tough son of a bitch. Um, all right, I want to highlight a handful of things. Odell was a late scratch uh, going into the Browns game. Um, yeah, just to talk about it lightly, it's he is still working on that ACL recovery. It happened week seven last year. You talked about Saquon being eased back in when it has happened week two. Cortland Sutton still being eased back in. It happened week one into 2020. So Odell might actually take a little bit more time than I think a lot of people thought. I mean, we saw what they did last year without him. Um, so I think they're comfortable with, you know, bringing him slow because, I mean, they barely lost to the Chiefs last year. They barely lost to the Chiefs week one. Just a few mistakes here and there. But they were right there. So why rush back, you know, your your top-tier receiver? Yeah, and there are other receivers that were behind him are starting to step up, too. Peoples-Jones had a better camp. Schwartz had some great catches. So We're Shoot. watching the replay right now. There are 22 points in the first half without him. They might want to think about putting him on the old trade block. I think the Browns would be better without Odell, personally. But, uh, yeah, I, I understand why why keeping him healthy probably makes sense. Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. This was just as shocking as the yep. Trey Sermon uh, yep. news. Now, I, I when I saw that, I, I commented. I was like, oh, it's Brita season, and Brita did what Brita does. When given an opportunity, he does nothing with it. Um, he only had 10 offensive snaps. Uh, four carries, so I don't know that this is going to be a trend with Zach Moss being a healthy scratch, but Devin Singletary had 64 offensive snaps, like dominated it. I mean, he was the only one there. Yeah, I would think the same. I don't know if there was, I mean, when they talk about the other, you know, 36%, I don't know who it is. You know, who, who, who was Breida? You said Breida had 10% of snaps or 10 snaps? 10, 10 total snaps. Yeah. And uh, so and, then we're talking about just name, probably just 64. fullback stuff. Yeah, I was so. going to say fullback and just shotgun with a single quarterback out there. Yeah, probably. They, uh, 
Moss should be back at some point. And it, was there any news? Nothing leading why? up to it. Like I, I really, there's no. not much to talk about. Not that I had a result. All their, start, but. all their coach said after the game was, "This is not indicative of a lack of faith in Zach Moss." He said, "When you have a talented roster like the Bills, sometimes people are going to have to sit out." That's all you got. I just don't that's know dangerous. how. You, <laughs> that's a dangerous. Yeah, it is a dangerous comment. Well, yeah. and it's interesting because Devin Singletary went out and had 11 carries for 72 yards, and four of those were first downs. That's yeah. a good day. Right. I mean, that for for Singletary, that's what you want to see. Now he only had three catches for eight yards. You'd love to see him factor in the passing game for once in his life. But 11 72, grabbing four first downs on a in a game where they kind of struggled to move the ball consistently. He didn't seize his opportunity. We've never seen him do that, but that's close to it. His trending in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he didn't do anything that maybe would think like, oh, Moss is the guy week two. Right. I think he did a fine job where, I mean, again, the Bills don't use a running back that much. So 11 carries is probably a win for that the, uh, that team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at it. It's a bump for uh, Singletary in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Am I reading this correctly? Hello? Hold on. Did they have two? Did he have, did Devin Singletary have two fumbles yesterday? Or Sunday? Uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Son if he had two if fumbles, you're then, it, then, then it's probably... The, yeah. I'm looking at Pro Football Reference, but it doesn't. it's not clear. Not clear. Uh, he had two fumbles. He didn't lose any, oh, okay. but so, he still put the ball on the, the ground twice. So let me take all of that back. He has taken <laughs> his opportunity and blown it, as always. Makai <laughs> um, Becton dislocated his kneecap. When did this happen in the game? Do you early, know? Or first. Or so this happened early. Was first half, okay. for sure, yeah. Okay, so then for the most part, we see what uh, the Jets' rushing attack is going to be without him, uh, and it's dog shit. It it's sucks. Nothing. It's not good. Um, now, uh, is Michael Carter part of our hold and fold him? We should make him one. I um, believe so. I'll, I'll, I'll check. If not, I'll and, him in. and Tevin Coleman. So we can kind of talk about that uh, in a little bit, but Makai Becton is a, is a big problem. Uh, Jeff Akuda. Yeah. I'll let you take that one, Corey. I Detroit Lions yours. cornerback. It's not important for fantasy except for the fact that a bad Lions defense gets even worse losing a starting cornerback. And we saw what happened against the Niners, which are probably not your best offense in the league, and they put up, what, 41 points? So if you're going to have a literal weekly shootout, I, I want I want to buy into these matchups. First of all, against the Lions, I want to play everybody. like We're already going to do that. But now I want to play the Lions because they're going to be throwing from behind, and apparently Jared Goff's going to throw the ball 57 times a week. Yeah. Yeah, who got who got the majority of that? Because that was that was one thing that we definitely needed to highlight. Going T.J. Hawkinson, yeah, well, he, he yeah, all the rest. I mean, Steve's got a touchdown, but I think he had minimal yardage. I think if it, it was Jamal, yeah, uh, Swift, Henry Swift got a lot. Yeah, J- Jamal Williams. Yeah, Khalif Raymond was oh, he's only targeted four times. You got, but he had the most from the wide receivers. Tyrell uh, actually got knocked out early too. We oh, sorry, to Quintez Cephas ended up having the most targets. So shocking! Yeah, so shocking that Tyrell Williams would get hurt. <laughs> so weird. I feel like we talked about that on Thursday or whatever we potted before we <laughs> don't start on. I wouldn't even pick him up. Uh, Definitely yeah. wouldn't trade a quarterback for him if you didn't have a quarterback in a two quarterback league. <laughs> did <laughs> did, did that so happen? Well. Yeah, Tully Mango didn't draft two quarterbacks in two quarterback league. Tully bails him out by giving him Tyrell Williams and Leonard Fournette for, uh, and then traded him Derek Carr and uh, Henry, Henry Ruggs. Ruggs. And he received Leonard Fournette and Tyrell Williams. Sick deal, bro. He lost lowest points in the league. He's shotgunning. 
<laughs> then Mango beat Jeff by like five points on Monday Night Football yeah. because of the Derek Carr. If you're in a two, if you're in a two QB league, don't bail out the the douchebag that uh, <laughs> didn't draft two quarterbacks. Um, all right, I'm just gonna kind of stick with the negatives before we go to a, a positive here. One other uh, comment: Jandre yeah. Swift had eight catches for 65 yards. That's big. Yeah, there they, was. They use those check down Goffy. That that's something too that's awesome that I, I believe arm. Scott had talked about at one point is like there could be and I think it was maybe one of your bold predictions was that there could be a point where Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift are splitting carries and while they may be doing so they're just focusing on them as a total as an offense and Hawkinson yeah so Jamal eight, eight for fifty six in the year mm-hmm. so it's the RBs and Hawkinson yeah are the guys to, to the, Owen I would think similar to the Raiders the tight end <laughs> and the running backs <laughs> so weird um. All right, we got to talk about Harrison Stevenson for a second um, because I put this in there. We have two uh, two running backs for the New England Patriots on the waivers this week. Uh, so Harris, uh, um, what Damian? Damian Harris fumbled the the game away for the Patriots, and Ramondre Stevenson also fumbled in the game. And if uh, history has told us anything, Bill Belichick doesn't like it when his running backs fumble, and especially to lose the game. So. I saw a uh, report by Mike Reese that um, J.J. Taylor, who was inactive for week one, <clears throat> may be active for week two for Ramondre Stevenson, and Damian Harris might get the ball less. So I'm hesitant to be bullish on Damian Harris after all of that. If anybody's holding Ramondre Stevenson for any reason, I think you probably let him go. But in my opinion, it's a big bump for James White, who might be on the field more often. Yeah, and James White looked good, right? Didn't he have 10 catches or 10 targets or something like that? Very involved. I'll get you his actual line. He's a guy that knows where to be. Every catch was like, he was specifically where Mac needed him to be. And I think it was like the last drive before Paris fumbled. It was a complete beautiful dime to James White down the seam. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the wheel route that he seems to run once once a game. uh, Like every time need a first so down yeah. and it was almost a week before the league year started when they had you know dropped cam newton and then mac jones as a starter it was all started to click to us as patriots fans that oh now james white is going to be relevant again because he was not involved at all with cam newton at quarterback and now that they're having a pocket game again at quarterback james white is going to be just as involved as he ever was with tom brady six catches 49 yards four rushes for 12 yards but the only person who outrushed um, James White was Damon Harris, who had 23 carries that we're now right. worried about because of the fumble. And again, I'm not telling you by any means go drop Damian Harris. Don't be a psycho about no. it. Don't go trade him. I'm still starting Damian Harris, in my opinion, especially against the Jets. I think, you, yeah. I think you kind of have to, especially based on where you likely draft him. Well, I don't think J.J. Taylor is a guy that's going to get the rock but 15 times. The big right problem the is if he takes a ton of receiving work and, again, 5, 10 rushes yeah, if, there if, will if, be... if they trend towards the 10 11 12 range and then that drops harris down to your you know uh 18 19 or less range that's still something to think about it's it, so i the only reason i bring it up is because we've seen bill belichick do this before where he's faded running backs or like severely punished running backs for putting the ball on the ground um sony michelle, being, sony michelle being yeah exactly he cut jonas gray so you <laughs> need to yeah. you need to just watch it like i still think damian harris is is worthy of it but if i were to go out there and say hey you should go and trade for a guy like damian harris 
you probably want to temper what you're willing to give up. I, you know, I yeah. don't know. I would say simultaneously, Damian Harris looked very, very good. He on the looked field. great, like great explosiveness, yes. getting through the cuts uh, correctly. First run was 35 yards. It looked fantastic. Yeah, he's a one guy, but you know, he fumbled the ball away. Bill Belichick doesn't like that. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, I do like Damian. It's so funny because so did Johnu, but they got it back. If he lost it, game. that wouldn't very bad. <laughs> that one, well, yeah, we wouldn't have seen him. It would have been Hunter Henry show well, after well, that. Well, he, he, he got flipped he, over with like a... Because he tried to hurdle like oh a dumb dog. If anyone <laughs> didn't fumble that, I would be like, that's very like, impressive. You hear like announcers say it pretty much all the time, but it's so freaking true. And you're, if you're in the NFL, stay on your feet. Just stay on the ground, like glued to the glued to it. Except Damian Harris made a couple of nice little hurdles of like down <laughs> blockers. <laughs> But those are like small. That's just getting over somebody. Johnny yeah, attempted to like die for like seven yards. Even if you're yeah, hurt, not, like, he was zone. well short of the first down on that one. Stay on your feet, even if you're Saquon. Oh, Saquon. Ooh. Uh, we got to talk about Jacksonville real quick. Jacksonville, um, psych. They suck. They did not look good. Oh, their D sucks. Um, I'm going to start with the Carlos Hyde thing. Um, so Carlos Hyde outtouched James Robinson. Uh, and I find that noteworthy because so many people were starting to take James Robinson in like the third and fourth rounds of drafts. Uh, if you can get out of James Robinson this year, it might be smart. But then I, I don't know how I saw this. Uh, it might have been on Twitter. But Urban Meyer apparently in uh, talking to somebody mentioned that his heart isn't in it. And then you can actually go and listen to the Pat McAfee show where Pat McAfee was like, Oh, I'm getting texts that Urban Myers won a douchebag uh, in Jacksonville. And two, he just doesn't want to be there. It doesn't look like he wants to be there at all. And take, take, uh, oh, what, what did I, what, who did I just say? Pat McAfee. Take Pat McAfee for, for what you will. Urban Meyer giving the ball to Carlos side. He doesn't, it doesn't seem like he wants to be in Jacksonville. And oh, by the way, USC just fired their coach, which yeah, might give him a little motivation was- to try and go to, Back to college. Uh, I just want to throw this out there. If Urban Meyer resigns from Jacksonville, that would be fantastic. It would be hysterical. Perfect Jacksonville. After a week or two, like you you put together this roster with Trevor Lawrence and all these little young toys, and ETN goes down, Trevor like, oh, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't have that back anymore I wanted. He tried to put injuries off in Madden, and it it wouldn't work. It worked for a bit, and then then he turned it off week three preseason. Idiot. Stupid idiot. idiot. But no, um, I mean, like you said, the, the main concern is that Carlos Hyde, a guy who he picked up off the scrap heap of running backs, essentially outtouched your stud running back from just one season ago. Problematic. You drafted James Robinson to be much more of a contributor than that. If he's not giving you that volume, you got to move him. I mean, you you have to get rid of him, but you can't do it right now because his no. his value is at an all-time low. If you get the right package, you know, have have a conversation about it, but... Right now, at five carries for 25 yards and next to no involvement, I probably hold out for a week and just hope that he pops. But then if he pops, you're like, oh, well, I want him. This is the guy I expected to see. So, what do you, I mean, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, and a 37-21 trouncing by a bum Texans team isn't really the best indicator of what he's going to be capable of doing this season either. So Yeah, I'd say if he was going to be good, it would be against the Texans. Mm. Not. <laughs> yeah, didn't quite work out as we expected. I mean... We were talking before the game that Houston was uh, a, a contender for the lowest points of the week, um, you know, prop bet. And thank God we didn't bet it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I get talked out of that one. Uh, did you ever find Trey Lance's passing attempts? Five. So it was five. That was five. Okay. Out of how many total? How many Not that many. Pass? Jimmy only had like 21. Okay. So 
Alright, so it was about twenty yeah. twenty six. There needs to be now a new word for um when when what's it when a running back steals a touchdown from another running back? Vulturing. Vulturing. We need a new we need a new word for when a quarterback takes a touchdown away from a quarterback. Oh, we because, saw a couple years of Taysom Hill and Drew Brees. Because <laughs> because Trey Lance is now quarterback vulturing Jimmy Garoppolo. Shan- Shanahan. Oh, I'm actually a monstrous Shanahan. liar. It's twenty five attempts for Jimmy Garoppolo. Seventeen for twenty five for Jimmy, one for one for Trey. He was on the field for more snaps with just one passing attempt. Okay, which was the touchdown. So anyway, I mean, so extreme Trey, vulture. Trey Lance was on the on the field, so we just had a note that uh, it looks like they may be trying to do something similar to what the Saints have been doing with Taysom Hill and uh, Drew Brees. I mean, the, um, the Bears did do the same thing week one too. Yeah, with Fields. Yeah, they should do that though. Fields they should no 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 no. So they should just pissed. start Fields. Well, yes, 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 I guess that's what I meant. Yeah, they should just start Fields. Uh, I have a note that Lat Murray stinks. True, we watched him. He looked horrible. He hey, he, he looked so he bad. Got a but touchdown. He, he was uh, in right, like he was in. He, he runs so upright. They went to him at he, the last. He runs so upright, like, like where it's like he just gets stuff that 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 what third and one. <laughs> that like, was so oh, bad. just put your head down. Is it just yeah. me or did so did Lat Murray start his career with the Raiders? Yes. Okay. So didn't um, um, Cooper. Uh, what? Never mind. Are you talking? No, to, are you McFadden. thinking about McFadden? McFadden. Yeah. Both of them run so upright. I got to now think of who the running back coach is and just remember not to go anywhere near him. <laughs> yeah, they. I. I. I've never been a Lat Murray fan, so I mean, I'm definitely biased there. But he just did not look good. Um, so who knows? We'll see what's to come. Uh, Tyson Williams looks legit, so I don't think oh, that touchdown run was nice. Yeah, unfortunately, he, he does look good, but they now have like five running backs in the room. Well, we'll like see. Who, I mean, we'll see if we'll, they well, they just Lev cut or Cannon. I was gonna today. say we know it's not Cannon. Oh, they cut Cannon. They cut Cannon. So one oh, of those other guys are coming up, and it yeah. shouldn't be Latmari from what we saw. I mean, I, I get he got the touchdown. He redeemed his fantasy day. If you played him, you probably lucked out just on that I mean, I six, seven points. Him. But hopefully, oh, you didn't, I don't yeah. know why anyone would play Latmari on five days of practice. People are psychopaths. They're like, dude, Latmari's nasty. Remember that one game last year? But either way, no. <laughs> but, we're gonna we're gonna let's get off the lat talk for real yeah. quick i mean i just want to see lev bell comes in he's probably due for a role because yeah i mean you saw how poor Ty, tyson william was in pass protection oh that mm-hmm. that's what sealed the game yes they they lost the game because of tyson william missing that block and we were just talking about oh they brought lat in so he could do, like into the game yes, in that we were point, talking about literally that, yeah. actively talking about how they just brought him in so he could do the pass pro he was better at picking up blocks he kept lamar Upright, sub him out. Tyson Williams comes in for one play, boom, sack, done, game, wrap. Yeah, terrible. Lev Bell, for whatever reason, right now has the golden opportunity he's been waiting for for like eight months. Yep. yep. And I hope, I hope he crushes it. He's he could fall flat on his face. There's a very high chance. He should have a chance next week, though. I, I I do think he should be called he's, up next week. I think I would, I would think so. Just for pass. I couldn't been possibly. In, uh, I couldn't possibly think Devontae Freeman gets it. Over. So here's 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 my here's my little take on this real quick. Lat Murray it was quote unquote a perfect fit by John Harbaugh because he can take. He's big and he can run forward. That's all the Ravens needed him to do. He struggled to do that. <sighs> <laughs> like yeah, so I mean, he ran forward, but he, well, they're, he they're full got back, pushed back. Their fullback's three hundred eleven pounds. Why don't they just run forward with him? Yeah. <laughs> right, I I mean, honestly, especially on fourth and ones. Like he's huge. <laughs> you see right. him get smoked a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> he like took a flip in the air and then got smoked. Like, dude, imagine if one of us, we'd die. Should we get to his other, his old teammate, Jameis? Yes. So that's what I wanted to end our, our news and notes on. Was Jameis? I mean, he looked fantastic. 
Smooth, he, like butter. He didn't attempt a lot of passes because he didn't need to. He didn't throw for a lot of yards. But every time he put the ball in the air, he made it count. And right. he made it hurt. Five touchdowns. Yeah, my boy Marquez Callaway couldn't get chipped in on there, so I don't know who the quarterback was in Green Bay. You were talking about him. Yeah, Jair Alexander, yeah, best I, cornerback in the league. I pulled him actually out of That's one it, lineup yeah. to put Mike Williams in, so I was happy about that. Smart. But Jameis, if, if Jameis is sitting out on your waiver wires and like you just lost Fitzpatrick, you waited and Fitzpatrick was the guy, Jameis it would be my number one quarterback target this week. He looked great. He didn't throw any picks. He really didn't even throw any dicey balls, which is what you want to see. If he learned something from Drew Brees over the year that he sat behind him, fantastic. Like, I'm stoked about that. Yeah. His his touchdown pass to uh, Deontay Harris was a fucking dime. Yes. Like, perfect. And we, he's always had the long ball. Like, he's always had a strong arm. He's always had the long ball. He has never had a fear of throwing it. He just forces the ball in sometimes when it's the wrong time to do it. He didn't do let's, that this game. And this was Green Bay. Let's also remember, after Jameis Winston's 30 for 30 year, he had the laser eye correction surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can Ooh. see the defender. Here we <laughs> so go. he can now see and was top by Drew Brees. And what we had as well was okay, one, one singular Taysom Hill sighting. Ooh, quarter, that's at, a good point. Actually. At quarterback, he he lined up at tight end and he had, he had it. But yeah, he had one carry for two and then one throw for three yards. Yeah, this was not a fifty-fifty. This was not a like you know two quarterback team. This is Jameis Winston's team. He threw well. He played well. He definitely earned himself the starting job next week. And again, this was against Green Bay, who was one year removed from a top half of the league defense and two years removed from one of the best in the league. So it's not like they suck. I think they had a bad game, but they don't suck. Yeah. I'm still calling it a legit game for Jameis is, is my takeaway. And he, I, he, he yes, did it I, with not a ton of offensive weapons. I mean, we're talking still about him throwing to Deontay Harris, Marquez Callaway here and there. Adam Troutman was kind of a non-factor. Cal- Juwan Johnson. Well, Troutman's out. I, I, so, right. No, Troutman played. He, played. he did play. He, he had yeah. six yeah. targets, I think. Oh, oh yeah. wow. You would barely tell that he played. Yeah, he was on the sat line. There was only three yeah, targets to Callaway. Yeah, you're right. He so he did it with scrubs. Yeah. Then Juwan Johnson ended up getting the two touchdowns. Yep. And then you had, I mean, Kamara obviously the, the had a, was, a they, great they, game. but They also had those the, the passing numbers down because, I, mean, I, I don't know what he averaged with, with uh, Tampa, but I know it was higher, um, you know, around the 280, 300 mark. But they didn't, they had the ball on the ins, inside of their own 50, like most of the entire game because the Green Bay backers sucked. Yeah, terrible yeah. turnovers, horrible field position played by them, like wrong, going for it at the wrong times, everything. He threw 20 times. That's He's going to throw a lot more than that each game. This is what you expect from a top-level quarterback, you know, in a game where the other team plays that bad. I mean, when it, when you're getting the ball inside the 50 that many times, the ball should be in the end zone that many times. Like, right, yes. So I, I'm not saying he's top-level. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you, I, I mean, think he can absolutely make himself at the top I, level, though. I, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. It's yeah, right and now I'm kind of the first the, step. You can only beat who they put in front of you. He did a good job. Let's see him do it again next week, and we'll make some real judgments. It's, yep. You turn your head. Yeah. I'll add him. Turn it. Like, I'll turn it turns. up and down, left and right. Turn it. All right, James. Uh, a couple to try. Uh, all right, hold and fold them. Uh, I don't have the audio Damn drop. It, I, totally forgot to, I totally forgot to cue it up. Get no uh, way to hold them. It's a, you know, no when to fold them, no when to walk away, no when to run. You never count your money. Right. money. When you're sitting at the table, I don't know how I didn't long want to mess There'll up. be time <laughs> enough for counting. Crazy, should I come in now? Or is my done? Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not very good with lyrics to songs, so I didn't want to mess up. <laughs> 
yeah, you guys know that one by heart. I mean, that just kind of got out of control. I didn't know that was the whole song. We're sorry. Let's go. We're getting our cease and desist drawn up right now. All right, but yeah, Michael Gallup. That wasn't thirty seconds. Three three week IR. That's a rough one. Hold them, fold them. I'm, I'm going to fold them. Oh, you're going to fold them. Ooh, I'm going to fold them. Ooh, damn. I was so confident we were all going to fold them. I mean, three weeks. If you're on a short bench, you got a five-person bench. I don't, I don't know. It's tough, but I'm also currently holding Michael Thomas, knowing that he's going to go six weeks. So if I'm using that same logic and I don't have him on the same team, obviously I'm not going to hold two or multiple people on oh. IR. But um, Gallup for three weeks, if he comes back and he's the legitimate threat that we saw him in, saw him be in week one, I'm cool to you know burn a week or two on on a zero point guy on my bench yeah, I mean, yeah me too. It, oh sorry <laughs> um it depends if you have an ir spot if you have an ir spot fantastic that's that, that's great but if you don't five person bench it'd be tough i think the the average is probably a six person bench I, yeah I, i'd say so. I, I think, around five or six yeah 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 if i had six i would um especially if it's if it's only three yeah, the thing is, if this trends past three weeks, or if you see next week there's reports coming out that it looks like it's going to go longer, they're going to, well, first of all, they're going to have to put them on longer term IR. But that's a problem. But what is it? It's a calf strain. Yeah, from what I understood, it wasn't even going to be three weeks. Yeah. It was supposed to be one or two week injury, and they just said, we're just going to put them on IR. Yeah, yeah because like they have the day after to do the it. game. So I was surprised when it was like a yeah. multi week thing. I, and I'm keeping them because of the same notion that, you know, there's going to be possibly the three wide receivers getting the 1,000 yards. That, like, that's just, you saw how many times Dak Prescott pass it again this year, following up of his four games last year. I want that player on my team. If I drop him, I think. Someone's gonna run to go grab him anyway. Yeah, you'll whoever's gonna get him is gonna get him the week before he comes back off IR and eat him for one week on their bench, and then they have him right now. Yeah, I, I guess my fold is more or less with the thought that Dak isn't gonna throw the ball fifty six times. But I think it was you who said they called like twenty eight pass plays and he audible out of like yeah. twenty of them or something. Uh, yes, <laughs> so. there was there was the beat reporter. They talked to uh, Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. <laughs> it goes. Yeah, well, we did call 28 run plays, but Dak Audible out of 12 of them. <laughs> yeah, so maybe you should keep the third threat there. Uh, all right, well, we'll, we'll all hold Michael Gallup. Jerry Judy, high ankle sprain, now on the IR. Uh, this one's even more Looks tough. like it's four mm-hmm. to six week. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fold Judy just because, again, in a short bet, if you have an IR spot, you clearly just put him on the IR. That should be right. That's, just, that's for that's everybody. That's everybody. This one sucks. Um, I think I'm going to fold him just because I don't know. With, with five-person bench, I'm going to fold him. If you get a six-person bench, I could keep him. I, I just I don't know. Yeah, six, I'm going to hold him based on what he did in – the first minute that he was healthy and then got hurt, but he looked good in the in the early going in this game. If he can come back and do that, I want him. I don't want to lose out on Judy. If I have a five man match, you have to drop him. It's too long. It's it's a six week IR spot at this point. Well, especially if you have a guy like Tim Patrick out in your waivers, it's like you, if you were high in Judy, you could get the next Judy right on the team. Um, right, and God, that's fucking tough. The, I get, this. I, I guess fold for You're the five person bench six of holding. I think I am folding too, and it's gonna I'm gonna apply the same logic to Gallup. If I saw Jerry Judy on the waiver wire tomorrow or off of you know being dropped, I'm not picking him up because I know that I have to wait an extended amount of time to pick him up. But you might get a free week out of it. You might be able to drop Judy, pick up a player, see if he's good. If he's not good, drop that guy, then bring Judy back. Like I don't think anyone in their right mind right now is going to go out of their way to pick up Jerry Judy when there's other people to pick up. So you have, I think, almost a free week or two 
off of your team and then you can pick them up earlier. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I agree a thousand percent. I think that's a great point. Um, all right. I want to ask a question about the actual IR because I don't know the rule. Um, if he's placed on the three-week IR, can he come off so or the, can they extend him again? There's no three-week three week. IR anymore. I mean, there's no there's no long term IR anymore. This is the the way it is now, and the way it was last year was when you're put on the IR, you're on the IR for three weeks at minimum, and then at any point after that, you can come back. Okay, all right. So it's just you have to be designated to return IR. Yeah, this says right. in, in unlimited, okay. but you have an unlimited amount of designated returns no. now. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's it used no to be like barred. what like eight where like it was designated to return or something. No, two it was or two, two of yeah, yeah, it was two, and it was eight weeks, yeah. And then COVID happened, and then the NFL, I don't even think, hesitated. I think both the organizations and the Players Association were like, yeah, this is so much better. And this is the one where, I'm just reading it here, so after three weeks, the player becomes eligible to return, and then you have he returns to practice, they have 21 days to put him back on the active roster. That's interesting. Okay. J.D. McKissick, hold fold. I would I I I didn't have him on any of my teams or sought after him in, in in any type of draft. I know a lot of other people did. Um, I mean, it's not like his counterpart Jarrett Patterson did anything anyway. You know, it's it just yeah. seemed as though neither of them did anything. And unfortunately, with I don't say unfortunately, I don't know. I think last year he did pretty good when Heineke was quarterback. So there's 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 a thought that I maybe maybe you kind of waited out another week. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So if if I could, if I had one consistent quarterback all week last week, and he put up what he put up, which was literally no involvement, and it looked like Antonio Gibson was just going to be the workhorse, and he's going to do everything there, I'd probably say fold him. Now with Heineke coming in, I kind of want him on my team just to see if this if this rookie second year quarterback is just going to check down to him five hundred times. If he does, and he fine. did last year, but I'm there giving a- but I'm giving him one week. That's it. I'm giving him one week. He's on notice, and I'm cutting him if he if he doesn't do anything next week because he literally didn't touch the ball. Bum. And yeah, they have um, Curtis Samuel still out. Yeah. So there's receiving work there. I think as as thinking about it, I think I think you do give him a little bit more time with Heineke to see what happens. Because Just if you see. did if you did draft him, then you liked him. He was not a player that you saw fall to you and you go, Oh, I'm gonna take McKissick. He's a he's an I like this player pick in, in drafts. Yeah. He was R B seventeen last year. In, uh, we are we are so helpful. We are 50 for 50 50 hold fold, and I think <laughs> Craig started a fold and changed to a I hold. I did, so. I did. As soon as I remembered that Heineke was quarterback, I went, actually, he had 30, 30 targets in two games last year. Yeah, we, yeah like small sample size, but that's a pretty good sample. Um, I, I'm still a fold, mainly because if I can go out there and get a, a guy like Eli Mitchell and Kenneth Gainwell instead. I'd much rather them on my team than JD McKissick, and I don't want to lose out on those, you know, those week one waiver guys just to wait for a week. And if he does the same thing, you're like shit. Now I missed out on two guys that might be startable at some point this season. And and that's a fair point. And and it, it should be gone in in any team strategy or whatever your format is needs to be taken into consideration. If you just have him and you're just picking up nobody, you know, just trying out someone else. I'd rather McKissick than just the tryout, but of course, if he's your worst guy on your team and you want Eli Mitchell, you go for that. Marquez Callaway. Um, hold. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say this real quick. I gotta go grab a beer. Uh, massive hold for me. It was actually one of my buy low candidates this week, so I would in no way, shape, or form get rid of him. I, would, I think he's, I think he's gonna blow up. I hope he's gonna blow. Yeah, up. I mean, he's a guy that you saw do it in preseason. There's no reason to think he won't continue. He's a hard hold. 
an easy hold. Same hard um, obviously obvi- pull. Like you get excited. That's why it's a hard hold. Um, but yes, I would hold him again. Oh. We, 146 yards. Jameis only had to do that and only threw it 20 times, 14 completions. Jameis is going to have those games. He's going to have 400 passing yards, and Callaway is going to be part of those games. Yeah. I mean, uh, Deontay Paris isn't going to go two for 72 again in a touchdown. Um, Like, even next week, I'd probably still start Callaway over Deontay Harris. Agreed. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to what you just said. I would have said the same thing. I'm holding them because of the fact that he's going to have more work at some point, more of a field to stretch. All right, bigger question mark. Rojo. I'm going to hold him. Hold. Hold. I mean, what was it? Arians came up today saying he's going to be a starter. Now, do I believe that? I mean, he said he was going to be a starter. Didn't he do that that last year? All year long last year. (laughs) All year long. You have to hold him because of what he can do. He's on, but, a, he's on one of the best teams in the NFL splitting carries. But he had 0. .6 points. They're like, that, well, like, that ain't going to cut it. it. You're yeah. not going to start him, but you're definitely not dropping him. No, yeah. right. I'll put him on the bench, well, but he's a yeah, Worst case, yeah, you, you cut him, and then somebody else picks him up and plays him against you, and he goes for that one week, he has 25, and then you literally run into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a feeling a lot of Physically. people are going to be uh, deciding what to do with Rojo or not. James Conner. I'm holding him. I'm just going to go jump in because it's my guy in multiple <laughs> leagues here. Um, only based on this garbage time involvement he got. But if they're going to use him as the, the plodding big back, great. They didn't really need to punch him in at the goal line. I mean, they, Kyler Murray was, still scored five touchdowns or four throw, four, four passing and one rushing touchdown, whatever. But he's on the field. I'll take that. 16 carries, 53 yards. You just hope that at one point in the, in the season, he's, first of all, he stays healthy. And second of all, that one of those breaks. And it's, you know... 16 carries for 100 yards. Yeah, I'm going to hold him just because he could 16 total carries. I'm st- like, he's still part of the offense. He didn't do much with it. But like you said, he's a guy that at some point is going to hit the touchdown. I mean, not starting him, but flex play come, you know, by week hell. Yeah. Sure. Chase Edmonds gets injured. That's right. also, yeah. Yeah, you don't drop a guy right now that had 16 rushing attempts. Yes. Yeah. Right. So. There are other guys that we're going to talk about that are more droppable. Well, let's talk about Marlon Mack. Drop, fold, kill, murder. So, yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> he's on here because I think we were recommending if you were Jonathan Taylor and you had a deeper bench and you wanted to hold a, a handcuff, Marlon Mack was the guy. Uh, he got no touches. Now, Jordan Wilkins got no touches either. Uh, and even at that, Marlon Mack and uh, Jordan Wilkins, they didn't even get offensive snaps. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's just Hines and, and Taylor and – that's it. So and they just resigned Hines, by the yeah. way. So if you don't mm-hmm. have if you don't have either one of those two guys, bail out. Pull the hard, record hard get someone else. See ya. Uh, all the Raiders wide receivers. Like Henry Ruggs. Uh, Henry Ruggs. Edwards. Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards. I'm, I'm, folding, I'm folding them all. If you if, took a shot on any of them, I'm, I'm just... I mean, I'm a huge Edwards guy, but I wasn't getting in any redraft leagues. Right. I just more of a dynasty stash. I actually picked him up in the league. I was, did you? I was going to say, yeah, if you if you owned Brian Edwards I'm not already, drop him I certainly wouldn't drop You saw what he did at the end of the game. Yeah. He was he was the focal But it point. took him the, a minute to go in the fourth to get his first catch. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, and so that kind of talk it, about it took till the fourth quarter before the offense woke up. I know. <laughs> like... But, I, like you, you can say, is Darren Waller are going to get 20 targets a game? Probably. Probably. But, <laughs> but they're going to have to pass As a he lot. should. I think, just, I think it's too early on Edwards. I think Rudd's is suspect. I think um, if you need running back help, you're getting Eli Mitchell and dropping Ruggs. Um, you know, same thing with Edwards. You're probably going to do that too. There's other better players out there on the waiver wire. You, you, you take them. But 
if I don't have to make a move, I'm not going to just drop Edwards. Yeah, I mean, four for 81, even if it's in the last quarter, it's four for 81. And he got a touchdown called back. He was, well, yeah. well, he was down. At he the, was down. He was, he was yeah, down. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if, if we're looking at four for 81 and a touchdown, now we're like, we're, we're loving on him. So, Henry Ruggs is definitely a fold for everybody. Yeah, he just doesn't look yeah. consistent enough. I mean, if you drafted him high, you okay. might have to hold him right. based on the capital I just don't you think spent. But you he was a free agent. You also have to think about the fact that Derek Carr has to throw it to him, <laughs> and Derek Carr can't throw the ball beyond twenty yards right now. Literally, like he he only got Zay Jones beyond twenty yards because he was wide open and the defender gave up. Yep, Hunter Renfro looks great though. He should probably be in our in our Again, waiver under ads. twenty yards. Yeah. Hunter Renfro six <laughs> for seventy. He was a focal point the entire. I think game. it's too much there to I mean again like, I don't know a lot of people that are drafting Edwards or Renfro I know Ruggs is like a later round guy but I, I would just stay away for now Yeah, but like Craig said if, if you want do you don't have to drop anyone you have Brad Edwards or Ruggs yeah you can do worse then. wait a week mm-hmm. uh, Robert Tanyan a hold Probably a hold. Yeah. I think his upside makes me want to hold him, but I think realistically, what Robert Tanyan is is he probably should be dropped. That's he's kind a, of how I. He's feel a streaming about that. tight end. Yeah, he's very inconsistent. He was true. Yeah, streaming tight end last year as well until he was on a massive touchdown streak and he became what tight end four in the season. Yeah, I mean it was great for you, but you were watching those games and saying, "Please throw it a ton, or else I'm getting one point." Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, so much of it came from. I think he had two, three touchdown games, so. Uh, I mean, the offense sucked, um, but I guess I guess I'll hold them. Zero confidence. It's a tight um, end. <clears throat> There's not a lot out there. Uh, Raheem Mostert. Um, oh yeah, I don't it's need to talk. This is before he's, he's that. gone. Yeah, he's, yeah done. he's gone now. Okay. So uh, I put these at the bottom because I feel like these are guys on people's teams that. Well, we saw two of these guys go in our Antoine league. Zach Moss and Michael Carter. Yep. Um, I'm gonna hold Zach Moss. Agreed. I'm holding him. Even as an active I think a problem scratch. Dra- wait, you draft him around the 10th round? I think the same He's thing. He's a running if, back. If I'm holding Ronald Jones, too, I'll hold Zach Moss. Even what? He was a healthy scratch. I don't have Trey Sermon in redraft, but if I did, I'd still hold him. So the same thing with Zach Moss. They were yeah. the same situation. Yeah, I mean, I didn't put Trey Sermon here because I think He's, with most right out, he's for right. sure... Yeah, has a role going forward. Right. Yeah. right, and he was ninety-one percent owned, so it's like everybody's going to hold. Yeah, him. he was. Right. Yeah. He was highly drafted. Uh, Michael Carter, oh, you have to hold him based on where you picked him. Probably, I would hold him because Tevin Coleman didn't show me anything last week. The yep. concern is Mackay Becton that we already talked about, but that's a, that's a concern of mine. But again, you know, fresh legs over Tevin Coleman. Tevin yeah. Coleman didn't do anything. So. At some point, it's going to hit this it's season. It's just yeah. tough because it's it, like Carolina wasn't really that great against the run last year. And he didn't do anything. And then they're pa- facing the Patriots, where they weren't good against the run last year, but they've added a few pieces. They did let up a good amount of run and got gashed during a drive against uh, the Dolphins. I just don't think Michael Carter is going to do good again this week. It's like, how long are yeah. we going to hold I mean, Michael Carter? Well, and again, Robert Sala is San Fran. This is the same thing we talk about. Yeah. It's like, who knows what guy it is, when it's going to be. There will be a point, and I, I found myself doing this about five years ago, is I was like, oh, rookie forward, you know, I'm going to get all these rookie guys, and then it was week eight, week nine, before I really saw them come on. But like two years ago, and like, I, I'm getting Singletary, I'm getting David Montgomery, and like, right. shit, when do I drop them? And then it took it takes too long, and then you miss out on everyone else you could have picked up. Yep. And then Boston Scott. So oh, and, and that, <laughs> You make the same point. It's like you, and, and it was kind of, it may have come off a little bit different. It does take till midseason before those players become relevant. <laughs> Are you willing to wait that time? 
And in fantasy redraft, you shouldn't wait that time. You should be dropping them and then picking mm-hmm. them up later on before you feel like they're going to blow up maybe a few weeks early. Mm-hmm. And Roy Stream was the same thing his rookie year. And he never hit. Yeah. <laughs> never hit. Yeah. Same Penny. It used to be wide receivers, but now rookie wide receivers all of a sudden are just blowing up the earth. And yeah, it helps you don't score two touchdowns last week three one years, done. Last three years, all the rookie wide receivers are just <clears throat> fantastic. Um, last one, Boston Scott. Fold. 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 Oh, he uh, he lost his job to the guy that I uh, didn't didn't really pay too much attention to uh, very much. Who was it? Kenneth Gainwell. 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 I put Dude. this whole thing. I was like, I don't believe the love affair in Kenneth Gainwell. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I didn't really, you know, I, I knew the player, the prospect, but he's got the second job. Like, and Boston Miles, Scott had no no touches. Nothing. Right? Yeah. Nothing. nothing. He, he, he's gone. Like, and Gainwell got that touchdown called back. I, I like he put that in the. Right up was that yeah. you that did the game on one because yeah. what it was unnecessary roughness no, or oh, 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 yeah yep. and oh so fast he got that so he could have had a twenty point game he could have had yeah close to twenty but I mean the important thing is that Craig's not wrong either he like it's coach speak we talk about it all the time like they say these things and then they never come through on Rojo's going to be the starter I don't believe right. that as far as I can throw Bruce Arians. oh no he'll he'll so. start the he'll run right. the first play but that's about it right. that's literally about it but then they're saying go oh, Kenneth Gainwell's earned a role it's like okay well what's the role going to be and that right. it's a fa- it's a fine question it's, it's it's accurate but he happened to actually it's legit now you're like okay what's going to happen next and he week? performed and with now it. next week he'll sit in Boston Scott will yeah. play, so. well no 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 but like he performed <laughs> he did. with it he did you look know well. and like uh, it is the same with Eli Mitchell and I and I don't want to believe it but it's still true Eli Mitchell was said he's the guy got the 19 carries performed well he didn't lose his job he's not going to just take a backseat to Trey Sermon now. It's it's the same thing with, with Gainwell. He's just not going to take a backseat to Scott, and they are going to use the two running backs. They are not just going to go with Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. For sure. And Sanders, I mean, he, he had an okay game. He didn't, he didn't blow my socks off. So there's there's room to be uh, grown into for Gainwell. Too. Jalen Hurts had a really good game, too. Sanders, so dude. if Jalen Hurts is going to be running all over the place, passing the ball everywhere, somehow being a fantastic quarterback, then you know the running backs are going to succeed, too. I love that Jalen Hurts is playing well. He's finally like has his role. He's been so... He's been a backup for, what, like 85 he's years? He's been so <laughs> shit upon his entire football yeah. career. Like We've seen him lose his job for no reason at all over and over and over again. Happy, and there was happy and, for the guy. and there's that negative stigma of how it all went down yep. when he got the job over Carson Wentz. Yeah. There's also that added on oh, top. Plus, of plus I was a huge Wentz fan too. Like, Screw this guy. Yeah, like we were, see that we were, too. We were Wentz guys, and and like and it sounded as though that he wasn't even Peterson's guy. Like yep. Peterson didn't even know who to play. He wanted to play himself. <laughs> he thought about it. Uh, yeah. Buy low. That should be fun. Sell yes. Buy low, sell high. Uh, I'll jump into this and, and make it uh, rather quick. Uh, Najee Harris, uh, I think I think you can buy a low on right now. I think you can approach the Najee Harris owner and potentially give him a running back who overperformed Najee a little bit. I'm trying to think of some names off the top of my head, but I can't really think. Um, this is really what I want to point out with Najee Harris. He did not have a good game. Statistically, he didn't. Pittsburgh really didn't have a great game either. But you know how many other running backs contributed? Zero. Yeah. Literally zero. Najee Harris handled the entire workload for Pittsburgh. No other running back saw an offensive snap. Not even a snap? Not even a snap. Um, So that's why I want to go after Najee Harris. I don't know how low you you can get him for. I didn't really think that one through. But I think that you should inquire about Najee Harris than Najee Harris owner. Craig. Yeah. Craig. Oh yeah. 
So I'm going in on mine as, as Leonard Fournette. And it was the first game of the year, so I think a lot of people um, have watched the same game. He did not produce the good fantasy aspect, but his usage was was actually pretty eye-opening to, I feel like, a lot of people. Um, Leonard Fournette was not being drafted as you know a high you know running back, but and he's still going to split time with Ronald Jones, and that's why that's why I still think his value is low. But it's at least solidified enough now to say that he is going to be what playoff Lenny was last year, where he's going to get I think a little bit more of the one A role, and I think that he's going to be used in a lot more packages in the passing game than they actually led on with the addition of Geo. Of course, third downs, Geo was in, and of course, at the end of the game when they were, you know, doing the no huddle passing work, Leonard Fournette was out and Geo was in. Um, but it almost looked like Leonard Fournette, and I, I was trying to get the number, had maybe seventy percent of the snaps. It, it just did not look like they had anyone else. And while his performance didn't bode great numbers for fantasy, I think it's, I think the they're just going to continue what what happened last year in the playoffs and just use Fournette. The way that they they did before, because he really did do well outside of the you know volleyball set to the you know <laughs> defense, he ended up coming back and made some really great catches. You know he he was five of seven in the receiving game a- after that too, so definitely outperformed Ronald Jones. So did you end up getting the? No, they don't. They don't have. They the don't have it yet on sleeper. Yeah. Sleeper, yeah. Sh- looking for it. They should have it in like a day or two. Yeah, it should be soon. But he was definitely on the field just from watching it way more than Rojo. I mean, Rojo had that fumble and we didn't see him again. Like yeah, touch sta- standard yeah. practice for mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Arians. And the good thing is, you talk about the Fournette um, incompletion that led to an interception. I was worried about Rojo fumble. He was out. Fournette did that. I count that kind of as a fumble for him. He gave it away. Right. But they put him right back in there. Yep. And I go, they said, I mean, you saw Rojo on the sideline pretty much crying at Aaron. It's like, uh, you're emotionally drained. You're not going back in there. <laughs> Yeah. Fournette's like, Leonard, I put the ball on the ground plenty of times in my career. Yeah. Get, get, get me back in there. Leonard not the Fournette. first time, not going to be the last time. <laughs> Leonard Fournette's been through a lot, I feel like, the last 12 months, being cut from the Jags and then going back to you know going to Tampa, learning the offense in one week, starting slow, getting to the playoffs, winning the job, and then you know here we are week one, and this is where we're at. I mean, the view on him is still low, so I think you can buy it now, and I think there's a shot midseason this year that Ronald Jones – isn't even part of this this situation anymore. Oh, I love that. All right, so my buy lows. I put two of them in here. I think they're both very similar situations. A-Rob, Allen Robinson, and Cortland Sutton. Allen Robinson led his team in targets, 11, only turned it into six catches, and really only turned that into 35 yards. That's probably what you're going to expect with Andy Dalton for a while, and I think you can make that pitch to a lot of people in your league. Like, listen, A-Rob can't play with Andy Dalton. He, we, he's been quarterback-proof. Andy Dalton is proving that this is the guy that's going to bring uh, Allen Robinson down with him. If you can grab him now and he's still going to see that sort of volume, Justin Fields is taking this team over sooner than we expected. That's that's happening. I think we even had it at week four. Is that the, yep. the prediction? I think it might happen sooner than that based on what we saw um, Sunday night. As it should, but unfortunately, <laughs> this is what was in my prediction. They're going to win next week. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is unfortunate. And if it does, then maybe that's because Allen Robinson has a good game. But I would go out and try to buy him ASAP if you can. Same with Cortland Sutton. He had one catch, 14 yards. They say they're going to ease him in. Judy went down. That might make it hard to buy him low. But if people are scared of the production at one catch and 14 yards and the news that he's not going to be on the field a ton in the in the early offing, I want Cortland Sutton because by week five, six, seven, he's a stud and Judy comes back and I think that he only stands to help him. So both these guys, especially if you need wide receiver help, you can spend not that much to get them at this point. 
A-Rob probably a little bit more than Cortland Sutton. I think Cortland Sutton would be easy. He was, what, like a 7th, 8th round ADP, and his value has not gone up from there. No, it hasn't. I mean, the, the view is still low because of the knee and the yeah. quarterback. A-Rob a little bit higher with the upside that people think about him, but still not yeah. nearly his, uh, his peak value. All right, and mine is Aaron Jones, and mainly all the Packers, but like a guy like Demonte Adams, I don't think you're going to buy low. The owner's not going to you know, give them to you for like free. But Aaron Jones, five carries, nine yards, two catches, 13 yards. The entire offense was, was so shitty, three points. And if you can find the Jones owner and they're looking at the Packers saying, wow, Aaron Rodgers is done. You know, he, he's, he's completely done. He's washed. He just got beat by the new Saints. I would buy Jones right now because I think it's he's going to still be a, uh, at least a top seven back, you know, going forward. The only thing is be tough because Derek Henry sucked too, Zeke sucked too. All these top tier picks kind of blew. Like Najee Harris didn't have a good game, but like if people are weird, what? What about Travis Etienne? Did he have a good game? <laughs> okay, but um, <laughs> no, but like, like if like. If I owned a Joe Mixon, I would be like, "Hey, Joe Mixon, a great game." If I can get Aaron Jones for a Joe Mixon, I would, I would do that. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So actually, I was thinking about making Joe Mixon my uh, sell high, high. Um, <laughs> but I do think that Joe Mixon's is, you know, he's a legit uh, running back. Uh, my sell high is, is Mark Ingram. Um, while on paper it looks fantastic to you as the Mark Ingram owner. 25 carries on the field a lot, touchdown, eight to nine yards. Um, I think you can use Mark Ingram to go and get yourself. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to get you Aaron Jones, but in a package, you should be able to sell Mark Ingram as, well, Houston only wants to use one running back. You see how many times they gave the ball to Mark Ingram. He should be he should be getting the ball. He'll He's going to have a role. He's going to be Mark Ingram that we know he... Houston sucks. Like this is not this is not going to continue to happen. So I think if you can get in it now, there's also the idea that Mark Ingram's a free agent and he's in our waiver article because I think that he does have a role. I just think that you could flip him for something higher given his week one volume because I don't I don't think his week one volume is going to happen again. No, they were up against the Jacksonville Jaguars the entire time. You're talking about you know crap against crap. And then they ended up playing the guy get twenty six carries for three point three yards. You know, it was not it was not productive with. It. I mean, he got the touchdown, um, but he was you know three and a half yards a carry is not good. Um, Tyson Williams is my sell high, and you might be like, why the hell? But this is the the points are is you have Lev Bell. We've talked about it at the top of the podcast, you know, possibly coming in. Um, they did use Lat Murray in for pass blocking situations because Tyson Williams completely blew the game away in that missed block. And I think that's going to be a main, a big factor. I think John Harbaugh knows he needs someone out there that's competent, that's a veteran, I think. Um, he likes his running backs to be able to do multiple different things. And I, and I know Tyson Williams is, a, is an electric back, you know. He's athletic. He's he's showed up well. He had that really good run, but it's also a very confusing situation in Baltimore right now. And he is the new hotness. And everyone, hotness. everyone was trying to find the James Robinson this year, of last year, and it's starting to look like it's the undrafted Tyson Williams from 2020. And there's a shot that you're able to get that get an actual starting running back that you know about that is validated in the league. And Tyson Williams is 
just hype right now. Would you do Tyson Williams for Najee Harris? Absolutely, I would. Oh, oh I mean, if oh, you can I, do if that. I'm, if I'm getting Harris, yeah, of course I would. Do you think the, the Harris owner would do it? No, There's, but kind of what Tom said with, with Mark Ingram, you can package. And I think people would like Tyson Williams more than Mark Ingram because he's a younger guy on a well, better was, offense. There was yesterday. I was actually, we, we got it really messed up. Greg gets me trying to I get hit, Tyson Williams. I, I, I don't thought have he had Tyson, Tyson Williams, Williams in Dynasty, and I have his second-round pick, which obviously is going to be a really early second-round pick. So we're talking about good <laughs> draft capital for, for Tyson Williams. And that was thought in my head. As the day has gone by, I went, Maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> he also doesn't have him. And then, I, I <laughs> oh thought, yeah, he didn't have him. I thought Craig was offering me a second round, my second round pick back. And I was, and I was like, I don't wait, I don't have Tyson Williams. I was like, do you mean Tony Jones? And you're like, what? No, I want Tyson Williams. I was like, I don't have him. Tyrell Williams. I don't have anybody. He just, just totally has him. He just doesn't know how I to just, read rosters. I just no. I had from weeks ago just assumed you had Tyson Williams. <laughs> it does. It is somebody that would be on my team, but. uh all right, let me get back into my sell high. We'll shift gears back here. Tyler Lockett. And this is... I was just trying to pick a big name that I think you could sell high and really return a lot of value. Like, if I wanted to sell Tyler Lockett for Najee Harris, I think I could do that. I think I could make that deal happen right now. He went 4 for 5 for 100 yards and two touchdowns. I don't want to say that this is hard to replicate because we've seen Tyler Lockett specifically replicate it from week to week, year to year. But... He is always a boomer bust guy. And DK didn't have the monster DK game that we expect to see out of him on a, on a more regular basis. I do think that that shifts back to a DK focus and shifts away from Tyler Lockett. Not that they both can't be successful on certain weeks, but I don't think it's going to happen all the time. I would move Tyler Lockett at his peak value right now, a huge output. I think it was like 28 points right now for a top-tier running back, a top-tier, I don't know, maybe a package him in another piece for... Him and Tyson or him and Mark Ingram for Aaron Jones. You know, if, if the Aaron Jones owner has a handful yeah. of running backs, I mean, yeah. they might be able to steal one. That's certainly, like, well within the realm of possibility. If if people weren't paying attention from last year, this is the best advice you can get is selling Tyler Lockett high. And I'm a Lockett fan, but there was two games maybe last year that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett did well together. It was one or the other all season long. And if the zero game happens for Tyler Lockett, your trade value of him is gone, not just a couple of weeks after, the whole season. The whole season. So it's now or never. And I would, I mean, I would take, if you could find the right package where it's Tyler Lockett for Najee Harris, A-Rob, and Cortland Sutton. Let's do it all in one. <laughs> I mean, you might throw some other pieces in there. Oh, but, yeah, you do. Or, or you find the you, <laughs> Scott, you, or you find the guy that you like a lot, like a Mike Williams, who maybe people are like, oh, yeah, he had a big week, but he's not going to keep doing that. You're like, all right, well, I'll trade you Tyler Lockett for Mike Williams and uh, still an upgrade at running back for your maybe a flex position. Like, there's ways to work something out with a guy of Tyler Lockett's caliber when he has a top, I don't know what, top three, top four wide receiver finish this week. Yep. All right. I agreed. I agree. My sell high is, uh, I, I, I kind of put two. I put Sterling Shepard, mainly because um not sure how often he was drafted in redraft league, so I don't know if that counts it, but if you do, and you know, seven catches for 113 and a touchdown, maybe people are thinking he's the guy to own in the Giants, but I've seen Danny Dines play in the past, and I know that it can switch every single week, but a more clear guy that's on rosters is Debo. As much as I love Debo, Ayuk was not involved at all. Um I don't see that going forward. So if I can get, I mean, we're talking about all these guys to buy low Debo for Najee Harris. I would do it in a heartbeat, but I think Debo's a guy that you probably drafted as your wide receiver four or five because he was going way later than 
Ayuk. If you can cash that in for a, a top drafted 30 wide receiver or like a top 15 drafted RB, I would do that right now. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but I do. I just yeah. wanted to mention that I'm still calling Daniel Jones Daniel Jones and not his Dimes. Uh, nickname because uh, he still hasn't eclipsed 60 percent completion percentage. Still hasn't earned 59 percent this week. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's 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 the irony in it. The you thing round with, up. The thing with Debo is, I feel like almost every time he plays, he does well. But getting him to play, right. well, so I, the I, injury I, factor so too like, is, I guess, yeah. is a, a huge thing. You, you you know, he's not playing 16, 17 games. Right. Yeah, and. Um, Ayuk has a questionable tag currently. Do we know what that is? Is that nothing? He was late, right? Is that why? Uh, no, there was a hamstring injury going into the week one. Okay. Um, so there was a slow start share between him and Sherfield. Um, and a, there is a doghouse rumor of, yeah. of him and uh, um, Sermon showing up late to curfew at one point. Yeah. Wonderful. But it's not verified on Twitter, so. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> is always good because, I mean, Debo, he's a freak talent, but like you said, injury problems. If I could get a guy that's also involved in that offense and a part of a deal for the guy that just blew up in week one that we don't expect to blow up consistently. There was, so I, I had to listen to a podcast because I had to figure this out. I listened to a 49ers podcast that they're, you know, while their beat reporters have completely failed us this year, they did say Shanahan is hard on Ayuk. And uh, he is, he is, you know, there, there's talk that Ayuk might be the S word soft. So, uh, our net, our next segment is uh, stop playing with my emotions. Usually they're busts. Mine, mine isn't a bust. Um, but it, it just, it just a player or thing or situation that has us going. Quit playing where, games it, with my heart. I'm, I'm not going to go down that road. Uh, <laughs> we don't, it. we don't have the voices for that. Uh, where I was going with this is, uh, Craig, yours is actually Kyle Shanahan. So I figured as we were on the 49ers talk, you might as well just go into why you... Uh, I why, mean, it's why nothing I... that hasn't been said. Like, I could have said it the entire podcast long. I could, again, I listened to a 49ers podcast today, specifically only talking about them because the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan have completely fucked my brain where <laughs> two hours before the game, I get Trey Sermon's inactive. And I go, what happened? Is he hurt? Nope. Nothing. I'm waiting for after the game to find out what the hell is going on with Trey Sermon. Nothing. Ayuk Sermon. I'm I'm literally in comments on Twitter feeds of unverified people trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, and then just comes to find out Kyle Shanahan has been doing this for years, and he's just got all these running backs and just decides to choose whoever he wants to play. He just wakes up, has a lollipop, and figures out, oh, this one's <laughs> this one's flavored Matt Breida today. It just it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. As a lollipop. <laughs> Classic. Oh, that's too good. Um, all right, I'll take, I'll take mine. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, he comes on Stop Playing With My Emotions because uh, it certainly looked like coming out of preseason, J- Jamar Chase was not going to have a good uh, season. Now, I think he's a stud. I wrote about him as being a, a break. I think, I think he's, he's one of our only breakouts left. He, he has yeah, to hit. <laughs> he, he has to hit. Well, he he certainly broke out when we won. Now, the the reason this is a preemptive stop playing with my emotions. Don't suck in the preseason. Go have a stud week in week one, and then and then fall on your face. That's that's. Uh, anyway, Jamar Chase. It just just be good. That's just I just just be Jamar Chase. Did you see the video that they clipped together of um, <clears throat> Burrow and Chase at LSU and? on that big long touchdown pass at uh for the Bengals it's I like haven't. 
it's two of them clipped together like they fade in and out. And it's the exact same pass and the exact same play. It's him behind everybody else running down the sideline. And then the same celebration. It just bounces back and forth between LSU and Cincy. It's great. It's great. I'll send it to you. I, yeah, I actually kind of want to see that. I just I, I, I just really hope that he continues this and he doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, so. You can go ahead and take yours. Okay, my guy is Zeke. I feel like Zeke's my guy in uh, this stop playing with my emotions mm, five, six, seven times a year. Um, you can't have a first-round draft capital running back, probably top five pick in most leagues, give you four points. It just You can't have it. Or 4.8, whatever. 11 carries, 33 yards, uh, two catches for like negligible six yards, maybe something like that. It's just not acceptable. You are not the guy to do that even against Tampa Bay even against you know the top you know probably probably the top defensive unit against the run in the league I don't care you're Zeke Elliott figure it out I know there Craig talked about it the uh, uh, Dak Prescott's audibling out of rush attempts and taking passes whatever based on what he reads can't have it can't have it 10 point minimum that's what I need every week Zeke figure it out stop stop with the bullshit he did a great job in pass protection cool I don't get points for that (laughs) no you don't Better days ahead, though. I've been begging for a point per block league for years. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too bad. No format even point, though it has that. Point per block and IDP only. And O-line. Yeah. And well, pan- that's the point per block. Yeah, and pancakes. <laughs> um, Offensive line premium. <laughs> my uh, bus or stop playing with my emotions G-strings is Ronald Jones. Um, I mean, we know what Jones did last week. And I've never been a Jones guy for ever since he came into the league. And this year, I'm like, all right, you know, he showed me enough last year. I'm going to draft him. I'm going to start him in two leagues. And he gives me negative 0.6 points. The one week I ever start this guy ever in his career, negative points. That's not what you were jonesing for. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's you know what's funny about that? And like you said, this is the first time you ever started him. Ronald Jones truthers have been living this for three years. Mm -hmm. They're they're not shocked anymore. Imagine being a Ronald Jones. Uh, I'll get it next there. week. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Is, is there is a name's lot. Dickie and Mango. When you talk about player truthers out there, there's a real truther fan base for Ronald Jones. And it's deep. And it's been there for a while. And I still don't understand it. I didn't understand it when they came. That draft class of running backs, I didn't understand the hype on any of them. Rashad Penny, Royce Freeman, yep. David Montgomery, and Ronald Jones. The four of them, I, I still well, don't understand. It was just because it doesn't matter the draft class. Any running backs going to a situation that they could start in, it could be the worst draft class of all time. You're still going to look at that running back right. class and say, who's going to be the top tier guy? And they're going to go way too early. Like, the, the, the last two years have been... Phil Lindsay was better. There too, by the way. Saquon, Saquon was and that was good. Singletary, too. But, was, um, was, Saquon, was that the Saquon yeah, draft? I mean, we've been spoiled with two dra- uh, really, really good draft classes. Yeah, so that's uh, my emotional string pulled. Your emotional string pulled. Sony. Um, I think... Oh, uh, so Nick Chubb was Chubb there, then. Too. I think... Um, then that yeah, I think that must have been another draft class. Yeah, that was a pen. Twenty eighteen. Um, Nick Chubb. Then it goes Ronald Jones to the Bucks at thirty. Yeah. So then two thousand nineteen was Freeman and, and all them. Anyway, we had Rashad Penny at twenty seven. We, we, we right should start stop talking about shitty. Yeah, draft I was gonna classes. say I don't know why we're talking about this. Uh, I think Dude, are we podcasting? Are we gonna podcast class. Thursday? Yeah. Yes. We right. I won't so be here. So you, can, you guys can get a, a little um. Three-way action. Three-way or some... Little threesome. We, we do a TSF start book burner, article, maybe? right? Yes. What? We do the start set article, but on the podcast, we only go over, you know, 
so many starts. You pick your selects. Yeah. Your selects ones. Yeah. Your choice McNugget yeah. selects. So, so I'll be able to, to do the article, but yeah. I won't be able to do the, the tender selects. selects. The, the tibble you not to believe all that stuff. Um, so yeah, so that so that will come out Friday, um, which is basically the next time you'll hear our, our sultry sexual, sexual voices. voices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. Uh, anyway, on that, that was note, oddly now connected. that now that we have no more followers, <laughs> me and Tom have the same exact pickup moves. Apparently, <laughs> mm, hey, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> hey, you know. Uh, okay, anyway, uh, Top Shelf Fantasy, topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Have a long time. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.